Welcome to the Rain Insights podcast series. I'm Emily Donahue. During the COVID-19 pandemic, we brought to you a weekly podcast debunking misinformation and sharing best practices from two of the world's leading infectious disease experts, Drs. Bill Lang and Fred Southwick. Well, the pandemic raised people's awareness of infectious disease and also their hunger for information about emerging diseases. So this week, we're launching The New and the Next, Emerging Pathogens and the Workplace, a podcast series about emerging infectious diseases and what businesses should know. On today's podcast, our host, David Lawrence, talks with Drs. Lang and Southwick about monkeypox and the disinformation that is spreading seemingly faster than is the virus. Bill and Fred, uh, thanks for spending some time with us. A lot has transpired in the couple weeks since we last spoke. Um, And maybe we'll start with what has been very much in the headlines, which is the monkeypox virus. Uh, What should people know about the disease? Uh, What should people know about the vaccines? What should people know as uh, they go about their lives, um, both in workplaces, returning to school, etc.? Well, David, let me start, because I think the most important thing that you can do and that everybody should do and help others to do is get educated on this. Monkeypox is not likely to develop into the widespread, silently transmitted, deadly infection that COVID is, nor does it have the potential to be the lifelong and potentially fatal disease that HIV is. But it does have a reasonably high risk of significantly affecting very certain high-risk communities. And then, of course, if you have widespread effect in one community, you're going to have some spillover, but probably not great extension, just some spillover into other groups. So people need to understand some of the the background and the factors surrounding uh, monkeypox. Yeah, that's very important. I agree with you, Bill. But one of, one of the I think one of the key things to understand is uh, monkeypox is spread predominantly by fomites and direct contact. In other words, you can get it on sheets. The viral particles can stay on sheets for a prolonged period of time. Remember, originally everybody thought that uh, SARS-CoV-2 was spread that way. It turns out it's strictly respiratory. Uh, this is just the opposite. Very rare. Uh, in fact, I don't know if it's been proven to be respiratory, but it's predominantly by skin to skin contact and then uh, contaminating sheets or surfaces and then someone else touching those surfaces. So those are the pri- predominant ways that this is spread. The other important thing to keep in mind is the incubation period is considerably longer uh, than for COVID. It's in the order of seven to 12 days, I believe. So um, you, that means that case finding would be more effective in this situation than it wouldn't be for, for COVID-19. Well, and, and that's, if I can add, that's especially true. That long incubation period is very, very important because we have vaccines that if you know that you were exposed and you get a vaccine, even after you were infected, the vaccine can prevent you from getting disease, prevent you from becoming infectious. So uh, just as Fred said, the standard public health uh, to identify cases, to identify contacts of cases, and then to uh, provide vaccination immediately can break the chain of transmission. Okay. We we kind of began a little bit in the middle. Why don't you um, 
maybe explain what monkeypox is and what the symptoms are and the possible health consequences. So monkeypox is a, a, a disease, it's a pox virus of similar to smallpox, which has been eradicated. And it, it actually behaves very similarly also to chickenpox, um, which is almost, it's not been eradicated, but chickenpox, which was everybody got chickenpox um, when some of us were, were kids, but um, it's, it's much less common now. But the symptoms of monkeypox can include fever, headache, muscle aches, and backache, swollen lymph nodes, uh, chills, exhaustion is a very, very common symptom. Um, but then the most important symptom that, that, that it's pathognomonic symptom is this rash that can look like pimples or blisters. And it tends to appear first in the area where the initial contact was, although that's not required. And then it'll spread towards the center of the body. That's just the opposite of chickenpox, which typically typically starts on the trunk and spreads outward. Um, the rash and the illness can will last for about two to four weeks, and people are infectious from the time they develop symptoms. Any anything in that list, um, with, the, with the rash or without the rash, um, but from the time they develop symptoms until the last rash lesions, these these pustules or blisters, until they have closed over with new fresh skin. So that's that's much, much longer even than COVID, longer than chickenpox was. Most people, I should say a lot of people will end up getting the rash first and then followed by the other symptoms. Some people never even get any other significant symptoms. They just get the rash. Very, very importantly, monkeypox is has a case fatality rate in Africa where it is endemic of somewhere around one to three percent. People say in places up to six percent. But importantly, that's in a region where you have very, very poor health care support. In a region where you have good health care support and you have a generally healthy population, the case, the, uh, case fatality rate should be very, much lower than that. And in fact, uh, as of at least two days ago, there had been a grand total of six fatalities in 20,000 cases of, of COVID in non-African countries. Fred, anything you would add to that? Well, I think that was an excellent summary. Um, it, it is a, a moderately severe disease. And the beauty of it is that you, unlike the problem we've had with COVID, you may not, there are, there are no asymptomatic carriers as far as we know. So we generally, those that are infectious do have some skin lesions and the skin lesions are highly infectious. And so if you come in contact with one of those skin lesions, you can become infected. And similarly, as far as bedding and towels and washcloths, uh, there you can also the, the virus can uh, spread to those and can uh, spread to someone else if they use the same uh, washcloths or towels. An, an important consideration there, though, is that unbroken skin with minor contact is a good barrier against infection. For I don't want I don't want to be too gross here, but let's say you you brush up against against a wet lesion from someone who has monkeypox. If it's just been on a part of your skin that is totally intact, does not have any scrapes on it, and you and you clean that off, you wash your hands, you disinfect right away, you're not going to get infected. 
But this is the reason why this is often often considered to be a sexually transmitted disease, even though it is officially not a sexually transmitted disease. It is often transmitted through sexual contact because sexual contact does oftentimes uh, result in minor abrasion, and that provides the, the source of entry of the virus into the body. Obviously, look, there are implications, as we were discussing before the podcast, for the hospitality industry, um, we'll call it the clothing industry, and department stores where people try on clothes. What should people be doing? Um, Obviously, the World Health Organization has uh, made its declaration about the epidemic nature of this. Uh, What should people be doing as they go through their day-to-day lives? What should employers be doing with respect to the office spaces? Far and away, the most important thing people can do is if they are going to have any kind of intimate, close physical contact with somebody else, and I I don't mean shaking hands, I mean much more close than that, you need to know the person that you're having this close contact with. Know that they are not ill. Know that they do not have have the, the characteristic rash. If If you do just that, that will go a long way towards breaking the chain of transmission. What you do not need to do is be afraid that if you go to a hotel, might you be staying in some place that somebody who had had uh, uh, monkeypox stayed? No, the routine activities for for changing linens, changing, um, uh, washing the linens, um, that is all going to take care of of greatly to the point that you don't need to uh, worry about it, reducing the risk of transmission in those kinds of settings. Similarly, things like trying on clothes. Now, there's going to be additional research done, I'm sure, to check on that. But if to going in and trying on clothes, you don't need to worry that the person ahead of you trying on the clothes um, had monkeypox and now you're going to be exposed. One of the big reasons for that is people who have monkeypox Generally, generally aren't going to be walking around uh, in normal society. They just they're not going to feel very good. So that's those kinds of things are not big issues. But if you do have contact with somebody who has a viral like illness, especially if they have a rash, don't have close contact. And if you do have con- any contact, wash your hands, wash wherever you have the contact. That will go a long way towards keeping you from being one of the cases. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, Bill. And one of the problems is this is uh, this disease has been reported in the past, but this is the first major outbreak across the world in a prolonged time. So the press has become very interested in this infection. And of course, they want their readers to, they, they try to sensationalize a little bit. Uh, and as we know, when you sensationalize, you create fear, and then everyone becomes paranoid about monkeypox. But this is a far different beast than COVID-19 SARS-CoV-2. Um, there really are very rarely going to be asymptomatic carriers. And it's really pretty hard to get this infection. And it's not going to spread uh, in, in large public spaces the way that SARS-CoV-2 does. So I think for the average person, uh, this is something that we really don't need to worry about. 
this really hit the news last weekend. I mean, it's been it's been a a kind of brewing under the surface, but last weekend uh, there was a report of two children who came down with monkeypox, and then Dr. Fauci he used these two cases to make the point that quote everyone is at risk. Well, it turns out that these two children cases were not as random as as Dr. Fauci implied. One was a household contact of a known monkeypox patient. The second one was an international traveler who was transiting the U.S. from an at-risk area. So these these did not prove that everyone is at equal risk. And in fact, 99% of all cases have occurred in men having men having sex with men, generally in casual, not not monogamous relationships. You guys have referenced the vaccine. Is that something you're recommending that people take. Uh, It's in limited supply, obviously. I think, you know, New York just received, New York State, writ large, just received 80,000 doses. What's your recommendation on that? Fred, I'd leave that one for you. Yeah, I, I, the only people that, that would be, I think, would require the vaccine are men having sex with men and and doing that casually. They are at risk. Uh, Other groups, I think the risk of any side effects, which are going to be very low, would be greater than the likelihood of getting a monkeypox. So I think that's the only group. And if someone is an investigator working on monkeypox, you know, culturing it and studying it, certainly they should receive the vaccine. But those are really the only two groups that I can see that would, would should be considered for vaccination at this point. Now, if there was a big outbreak in one local area, you could uh, create a, a what and Bill alluded this, uh, was called ring vaccination. You would vaccinate everybody in the near area that might have been contacted prior to them getting symptoms, and you could shut down any spread uh, that might occur in that way. Well, there's one other thing that concerns me about the vaccine. The vaccine is not actually developed for monkeypox. The vaccine is developed for smallpox, and it has been kept in strategic reserve. In fact, that's where it comes from is the strategic national stockpile um, in case there was ever a accidental release of smallpox. Now we're using up our strategic national reserve stockpile of smallpox vaccine against monkeypox. That's fairly concerning, and that's a reason why we should do, as Fred said, and only vaccinate those people who are at significant risk. And in fact, the better way to vaccinate them, so to speak, is to educate them on what they need to do to keep themselves from getting monkeypox uh, as this as this epidemic uh, peaks and then falls falls over the next probably over the next couple of months. Once again, thank you for good common sense and and truly uh, impartial judgment. Fred, Bill, as always, thanks very much. Thank you, David. Dr. Fred Southwick is an infectious disease expert at the University of Florida College of Medicine. Dr. Bill Lang is an expert in public health responses to biological incidents, and David Lawrence is the founder of RAIN. RAIN is a risk intelligence company that provides access to critical insights, analysis, and support to ensure business continuity and resiliency for our members. Learn more about RAIN's market-leading risk intelligence products at rainnetwork.com. That's R-A-N-E-Network.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thank you for listening.